Hey everyone, welcome to A Common Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and I'm here with my beautiful bride, Morgan. Hello, everyone. And we are sitting outside. Mm -hmm. As you could hear, the cars pass by and the birds chirping. One of our kids is watching Ninja Turtles, the other is napping. And we're about to do this thing. Yeah, we are. You gotta do it when you can. That's right. It's hard. Yeah. Podcasts are hard. Yeah. It's just hard to find the time when it's quiet. We don't live, we don't have a quiet life right now. And then at night, it's like, no, I don't want to do a podcast this night. It's like, it's time to chillax. It's time to watch The Last Kingdom. (laughs) That's something we're watching? Yeah, we're watching. We don't, we could add watching. Yeah, that's something we're watching. We're on season five. We don't do shows. Really? No, we really don't. I think the last one we watched before this was Parenthood. <laughs> like Ten years ago. <laughs> well, we're in it. We're all in. Yeah, The Last Kingdom. It's pretty awesome. It's really good. I've learned a lot of history through it, and it's been exciting. Intriguing. And so, yeah, at night we're like, okay, it's time to watch our show or read or take a shower. Or go to bed. Yeah, go to bed. And then when we do have time, it's like, there's a good chance we're going to get in a fight. <laughs> that sounded terrible. Not a good chance we're going to get in a fight. It's just, you know, when you're sitting down talking, you're trying to connect, you're trying to do a podcast, you want to be like connected. And, and life has a way of throwing curveballs. Especially, yeah, if you make it by the end of the day. Oh. Yeah. We're not. We're not nighttime podcasters. Definitely not. We could try morning. At like four o'clock? When I wake up, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Humble brag. (laughs) Well, that is by choice because that's like the only time of the day you have to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here we are. Don't smack your lips. Sorry. Uh, Okay, here we are. Let's do this thing. We have a limited time. <laughs> I know. Any minute now, our youngest could wake up. Okay, let's dive in. So, Morgan, can I start with what I'm reading? Yes, please start with what you're reading. So, I listened to, because it was so long, I listened and I've gone back and have read it, but, well, I'm actually three quarters way through because I'm highlighting in it, but How to Do Great Work by Paul Graham. It's an essay. It's really good. It's an essay. It is an essay. Yeah, Paul Graham, he's a... Like a computer scientist slash entrepreneur. Like, is he still alive now? He is still alive, and the dude is super sharp. I mean, he spent a lot of years writing and taking what he learns and and writing it down in essays, and it's really good on how to do great on how to do great work. All, a lot of his essays are really good. What have you? Do you have any little nuggets you can tell us about how to do great work? Is this where you've gotten your whole, like lately, I feel like your mantra is patience and persistence. All right. So I am watching a brown thrasher in our <laughs> bird bath and it is so cool. I know it appreciates it because it's dry. It's so dry in our bird bath. It looks so happy. Just flicking it around like, like squirrel ADD. Here, I know what to say squirrel. It is really cool. I wish everybody could see this. Should we pause and try to get like a video? And that you better cool? hurry if you are. Pause. Morgan right now is going to get a video. National Geographic over here. Oh no. 
It's about to fly away. All right, come on. So we unsuccessfully got a video. There was no video gotten of the Brown Thrasher, but it was really cool. So back to this, you asked me, Paul Graham, like in this essay, How to Do Great Work, were there any takeaways? Yes. So I think right now I, I ha- I'm highlighting and I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull out these little nuggets and almost try to deconstruct the essay and come up with like some type of outline because it is so thick with nuggets of wisdom that he has pulled out. And a lot of it is contrary to like popular thought on like what on how to do great work and what what type of attributes you need. See if I can give an example of one. So one example would be it is okay, so I actually posted this on LinkedIn and, and he defined a nerd as someone who doesn't seem who doesn't seem anything. Like, what? I know it's kind of so like when we try to seem a certain way, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When we try to seem a certain way. To portray a certain person. Yes. Okay. And nerds, they don't, like, growing up, the, the nerds, like, they weren't trying to seem anything. They were just into whatever they were into. And they weren't trying to seem like they were cool. Wearing or this or into that. Yeah, or... they just did their thing and they were into what they were into. Right? Yeah. And so when you're trying to do great work, don't try to seem anything just do what you're interested in and try to be the best it's pretty good yeah yeah and so tons of little nuggets like that throughout it um and you can listen to it i'm gonna put in the show notes the spotify link so you can listen to it and then of course his website that has it okay cool i've always admired people who have their thing and they're like just deep in their thing you know Mm -hmm. I feel like I can go so sporadic on hobbies or I've, I've never had one thing that I'm like, yes, I'm the best at this thing, you know? Yeah. That's admirable. Yeah. And I think all the things that you've, you can, you can narrow that down. I think it's a good thing. One of the things he talks about is trying a lot of different things and finding what it is that you Really nerd out over and what you nerd out over and then diving deep into that it's mm, good anything so, else you reading anything else mm-mm. i mean i am but i'm kind of saving it yeah 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 <laughs> morgan's like we started the podcast she's like tell i don't have like i'm reading the same things <laughs> i'm li- i'm still listening to forest train <laughs> well that's how it is with kids you listen to the same thing until you just literally can't listen to it anymore Lord, I lift my hands. I mean, we're listening to Force, Force Frank. Frank and called out music, baby. Every day, all the time, in the car. That's all we listen to. So that's Morgan's listening yep. to segment. Yep. Um, are you, you want to talk about anything you're reading? Well, I just started Louisiana's Way Home by Kate Dim- Dimkello. How do I say that? DiCamillo. DiCamillo. That's so embarrassing. She's like a super famous YA novel writer. Because of when Dixie, is that right? Did you ever read that, Taylor? No, never did. Anyways, it's just a fun little short book. I just started that. Hmm? Who's Win Dixie? 
No, it's a dog. Can you believe we had that grocery store called Winn Dixie? Oh, Winn-Dixie. your mom still goes to Winn Dixie in Dothan, Alabama. It's shut down. No, I'm pretty sure she still goes to Winn Dixie. Winn Dixie was the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Winn Dixie's a dog what's in going, this book. What's wrong with going to Winn Dixie? <laughs> It's not as bad She's as like the pig. I know she is. She's our the one. Pig. I grew up going to the Piggly Wiggly. That's the place to be. Okay, listen. listen. When we move to the valley, the Piggly Wiggly is going to be the spot. No. I'll, All your groceries no. is coming from the pig. Uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, so she wrote Winn-Dixie. Because of Winn-Dixie. Okay, she, I'm, I'm reading one of her short stories called... Louisiana's way home. And she's going to talk about that in January when she finishes. No, it. I have to finish by the 15th of this month for my book club. So then talk about it in December. Okay. All I'll right. tell you guys how that goes. What's next? Eating? Wait, <laughs> did, did you want to read? You, there was some essay. You, you don't want to talk about that? Oh, no, no. Okay. All right. Eating. So Morgan is eating. She said all the same things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So, all right. Did you see what I wrote down? Well, we are eating butter beans and white acre peas. We've been going through those. We've had those mm-hmm. in the freezer. My mom puts them up every year. And you know how sometimes things can get stuffed back into the freezer. I've really been enjoying eating the butter beans and white acre peas. It's like comfort food for me. I love them. Well, we've been doing that for sure. We have. With our roast. So we're starting to do soups and roasts and more cold weather stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is nice because it's something you can start early in the day and just let it ride. And then dinner's ready. Yeah. There's nothing for a woman like being like, I got dinner in the crock pot, baby. I'm not getting out nothing else. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. Okay. And then I also made sourdough this week for the first time since I've had Wilder, which is crazy because that means it's been half a year since I've made a loaf of bread. Did you eat some of that? I may have cheated. She made it in the middle of the week, and it's not on our cheat day. You're making some this weekend? I'm going to make some this weekend. Good. She makes a great sourdough loaf. And thankfully, we have lots of grand, grand, great, grand baby uh, starters. Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) We share our starter with a lot of our friends because our starter, Taylor actually took muscadines from my grandpa's muscadine vine and he captured the yeast off of these muscadines and created a sourdough starter from scratch baby so really really cool i have killed it so many times hundreds so that's why i share so the line is still going i've shared it with so many people really natalie saves me every time my friend natalie Mm -hmm. brings me starter you know all right we're about to have to pause and we're back. Okay. Anyway. You made bread? I made bread. Yes. I didn't get any. You're going to make some again this week. Yep. Awesome. Sourdough. About the sourdough, how I did that, I'll post it, the book that I used. I just followed instructions from I La, Brea, will, La Brea Bakery. Yes. This book, if you are just starting sourdough, don't go to this book. It's so intense. Like It's more for... If you want to try different breads and the, like, I remember when I first started trying to make sourdough and you'd given me this book and she like. It's intense. It's intense with the temperature being just right and you don't have to do that. Anyways. Cool. Yeah. If you're interested in the sourdough recipe, we have one that's 
our website's not updated yet, but we have Hannah's Homemade. Maybe we can link to that somehow. I'll put it in the newsletter. Yeah, you can link to Hannah's. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. All right, listening. Okay, tell me what you're listening to, Taylor. This one's for you by Kate Dunn. Oh, this is the one you're trying to learn on the piano? Yeah, I cannot stop listening. I wrote down for the newsletter, I said, it might be the most beautiful song I've ever heard on the piano. I'm telling you, it is incredible. And it is only like one minute. It's really short. That's like my only beef with the song. But it is beautifully arranged. It's like the perfect touch of jazz. And uh, it's just really, really good. Katie Dutton. Kate, Kate. Kate Dutton. Does she have any other music that you like? I haven't explored her music a ton. A lot of her songs she sings and it's a little, it's accompanied by other instruments. And I haven't made time to really explore her stuff. I don't listen to music as much when I work anymore because apparently it's not really that good for working Hmm. to have music in the background a lot, especially in headphones. And so focus is important, so I haven't been listening to as much music. But Kate Dunton, this one's for you, has been on a lot. And I was going to tell, it's one of those things that I want to say, but then I don't want to say it because I feel like it would require it will require a lot of explanation. Okay, so now you have to say it. What do you I mean? Know, this song helps me feel my sadness. Hmm. It pulls tears out. I was thinking. So he made. So Taylor made me listen to this song while we're on a walk, and you were like, "Oh, it brings me to tears like every time." So then I started thinking, "What is it about?" music or art or you know yeah music that brings some people to tears and then some people just aren't affected like why why does that why does it bring you to tears it just it like stirs something in you mm -hmm. the song isn't sad but it makes me feel my sadness I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I thought that's why I was like, I don't know if I should say it because I feel like it needs an explanation. I don't really have one, but it's good. It's a good thing. It's like it. Sadness can be a hard emotion to feel. To let yourself feel, I think, especially as a male. And it's important to feel it. And so it's one of the things that I like about this song. And it's like, I listen to the song, and I'm like, yeah. And the more I listen to it, it's like, yeah, I can feel the sadness. And it's like, mm. the sadness has been there. But all of a sudden now, it's just kind of like come to the surface, and I can just let myself feel it. It's a good thing. It's not yeah. really a bad thing. Cool. So another song that came across my playlist this last month was a song called No Soy. De aquí, ni soy de allá, pa Facundo Cabral. <laughs> Did you butcher that? No soy de aquí, ni soy de allá. It's, I am not from here, and I am not from there. And this was shared with me, it was actually through a homework assignment for, for my Spanish teacher that I had to do, and I listened to it. And he's actually a minstrel, 
hmm. of sorts, where a minstrel is um, somebody back in the medieval times, they would sing and recite poetry to music for the king or for the lords. And so a lot of his songs are like that. And in this song in particular, um, he has like this monologue that he does over music before it. And then he sings the song, but it's a really beautiful song. That's the song I told you to listen to that you really enjoyed out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. You liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it's a really beautiful song. And it kind of gives you some insight into my Spanish teacher is from Colombia. And mm-hmm. Facundo Cabral, he's from Argentina. And it's just beautiful. Like, to me, a lot of the Hispanic music I hear is different than this like this right. is this is this is, is beautiful mm-hmm. not that spanish hispanic music that i know of isn't but i wouldn't use that as the first word for this song this is to me just beautiful, beautiful. the other thing that i was listening to this past month was the jared kushner interview by lex friedman so jared kushner is donald trump's son-in-law he's married to ivanka Okay. And Jared Kushner was the senior advisor to Donald Trump. And um, Lex Friedman is um, a guy who does an awesome podcast, and he's a great interviewer. And every once in a while, I'll peek in to see if he's interviewed anybody that is interesting. And I heard somebody talking about this interview and how really interesting it was and how they gained new insight into, uh, well, really it was around Israel because Jared Kushner was the one that facilitated the Abraham Accords between Saudi Arabia and Israel to begin normalizing relations. Hmm. Because in the Middle East, like countries in the Middle East don't fly to Israel. They don't allow a lot of things, right? Right. So they've been trying to normalize relations. And the Abraham Accords was, I'm going to use all the wrong language, but was a, an agreement to begin that process of normalization. And Jared Kushner was one of the ones that helped facilitate that. And he's got like zero experience in politics. And then he was able to come in and do this. And he talks a lot about that with Lex Friedman. The crazy thing is this podcast was recorded on like a day or two days before the attack. That's crazy. By Hamas on Israel. And then mm. and then they talk all about Israel and, and, and his experience in the White House and then they have to come back and record additional content after the attack mm. because it just wouldn't have made sense. Wow. I know. Wow. So it's really interesting interview, really good regardless of your politics. I encourage you to check that out. Um, I'm trying to think, is that Wilder or am I making that up? It's a lot of noises. It's a lot of b- birds are freaking out. <laughs> um, All right. I don't know. Are you listening to anything? Uh, oh yeah, Force Rain. Yeah, just the same Call things. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys have any recommendations for Morgan uh, that she could listen to with the kids, we definitely have more. And I don't know when we started doing this, we're like, this is going to be a great idea. But I don't know. Sometimes we might have a lot, and other times we just might not. Yeah. But it's been good. We got through it. We did it. We're here. We got a podcast recording. Woo! And I got to edit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some AI tools. I'm going to figure it out. Okay. All right. Well, until next time, this is Morgan and I and all the birds. Signing off. Until next time. Happy gardening.
Bye.